to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. It is a blistery day today in Denver, going from a uh, whopping 95 degrees to 32 in one day. So much like the online world of marketing and business, uh, we are going through our own shift over here for 2020 in the weather. So um, I have buckled in with an extra cup of coffee and I want to get right down to business with you guys to talk about um, protecting your marketing investment. And I meet so many small businesses and entrepreneurs who invest in different things to grow their business and then they never track whether or not it's working. And this can be anything from you investing into an advertising campaign or into somebody um, who's gonna be helping with your social media posts or um, even going to networking events. If you are not tracking the ROI for how you spend your money and how you spend your time, you will never know, in fact, what is helping either grow your business or is just taking money out of your bank account. So I wanted to give you three ways that you um, can put into effect to measure uh, the investment you're making in your business. Now, I always mention here that time is money. Time is finite. You cannot get more time back. You can always make more money, but you cannot get your time back. And so if you are just spending hours and hours and hours doing different um, marketing techniques or marketing, maybe you're doing networking events or whatever, um, and they aren't paying you by giving you clients, then you need to evaluate where you're spending your time. And I say this from experience because I, when I started my business, did tons and tons of networking and I had a huge um, group of people that I knew, but none of those people were bringing me business. And so I had to really evaluate and take back my time. Um, because although it was great to be surrounded by all these people, if it wasn't growing my business, it really was not helping me, um, to move forward and accomplish the goals that I had set for myself. So I want you to be aware of that. So let's, let's dive right in. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, this is uh, the Feed You podcast where we feed you and your business so that you can have more sales, uh, spend less time, and have a little bit more time to relax and get the freedom that you desire. So welcome. If you're new, I am grateful you're here. And if you're a longtime listener, I am so grateful that you're here as well. So number one, number one way to measure your investment in your marketing is to make sure you have a sales funnel set up. And you know, I love sales funnels. I love me a good sales funnel. Um, But what most people think is they have their opt-in set up and maybe they deliver their freebie and then that's it. That is not a sales funnel, my friends. Um, you really should have a sales funnel set up for everything you're offering in your business. So for every product, um, and that can be seem a little intimidating, but that's a great way for you to upsell additional products, which is something that I work with a client on right now. We're building that out for her. Um, because you put a lot of time and energy into the products and services that you're offering. So why would you want to go out and try and get a new customer when it's so much easier to keep working with the same customers who already love you? Um, Not that I'm saying don't go get new customers. Of course, you need to always have uh, customers coming in, but it's much easier and much cheaper to keep working with customers that already love and adore you than it is to go out and find a new customer every other day. So um, 
it's really important that you have a sales funnel set up to nurture and stay in contact with those people. I just had this happen last week three different times. And I thought this was so interesting. So I told you I've done a ton of networking. So that means a ton of people have my email address. Um, and I got no less than three invites to come and purchase products from um, people that I used to network with. Now, mind you, I have not received an email from them in months, possibly years. And now all of a sudden they're popping into my inbox asking me to buy their stuff. I'm sorry, I don't even know what you do anymore. Like there are so many other things that have come up in my world that that is, it was a huge turnoff. And I'm sure you've had the same thing happen to you. And so the reason we set up a sales funnel for all of our products and everything that we are putting out into the world, and that can be your lead magnets, that can be, um, for example, if you have a uh, free training you're giving or you're, you have a quiz, you need to have a, a sales funnel set up for each of those pieces. Because if you're putting a piece of marketing out into the world to either grow your list or whatever it is, you need to stay in contact with those people and eventually get them to the point where they're going to purchase from you. Otherwise, why are you putting time and effort into that marketing? It is a waste of your time. So everything that you're doing in your business, which is why I always say to my clients and to people that I begin to work with, um, Pick one direction to go first and then nurture that and move on that. And when it starts getting traction, then expand. Um, a lot of times people will come to me and they already have a lot of products and content and different things created, but none of it is uh, sticking or they're just constantly on a content hamster wheel. And um, that can be exhausting to have to constantly create new content that you're selling besides create content for, you know, to nurture your people. It's just, that's a huge hamster wheel. And then you may be creating content people don't even want. And so you've created like this great course or great download or great whatever, but <clears throat> you've spent all this time and energy into it. And then you don't even know if people want it. So that's a different episode for a different day, or I've actually talked about it several times in different episodes, but, um, I just want you to be aware of that sales funnel piece. Like every product that you have and every um, offering that you have on your website, for example, whether it's a free download or a list builder or whatever it might be, whatever the activity is for your marketing needs to have a sales funnel attached to it. And if it doesn't, um, you, I really want you to ask your question why you're doing it. Because if it's just to build your list, this, this comes up a lot. Um, people want to build their list to these huge numbers. And I'm like, yeah, but if none of those people buy, why are they on your list? And there's this big misnomer that you need to have a big list, need to have a big list. And there are tens of thousands of people on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook that have huge followings and are broken living on their parents' couches. And so if you don't have a way that those people that are on your list are moving forward to purchase from you, so you are making money, you're going to be very um, broke and sad, and it's not a great way to build a business. So I want you to think about, um, how that looks for your business. You know, what is the product and where, where are you leading them? So if you have a lead magnet, where are they going after they get the lead magnet? And so a sales funnel, the misnomer out there is people are like, Oh, I hope you set up a sales funnel. And they're like, opt in form, put it on your website, one email, you're done. That is not how this works or five emails and you're done. Um, if you're not leading them somewhere and you're not building the relationship in a way that is nurturing and <clears throat> moving them through and then staying in touch with them if they don't purchase, because that's another piece of the sales funnel, then you are leaving money on the table. So number one <clears throat> tip for you is to be sure that you have a 
sales funnel set up for everything you're doing and to track whether or not that's working. And so let's dive into um, the ways you can track that because that really, um, that's number one, that's kind of, it's kind of four tips, but um, I just want to dive in on the sales funnel piece of it first because you can't track any of these other things if you don't have a sales funnel set up. And so um, number one is to track the number of actual opt-ins you're getting from your lead generator. And you may have two, three, four lead generators going, um, that can be really stressful <laughs> to manage if you don't, if you're, if you're just getting started because you've got to set up, like I said, a sales funnel for each of those lead generators. Um, and so I always recommend if you don't have one or you have one that isn't working, just start with one. You can always expand it later. You can swap it out later. Um, try one, test it, see how many opt-ins you're getting. And, um, I say, I always recommend that you check that in two different places. And I say that with anything that you're doing, um, the other two, I'm going to say the same thing, but, um, you want to make sure that your opt-ins that you're seeing in your email service provider, like the actual people that are subscribing to your list and getting those emails is pretty close, if not the same to the form they're filling out. So there are a lot of different options to collect um, email address and name. And one of them is directly through your email service provider. So something like a ConvertKit or a MailChimp or there's a bunch of them out there, Infusionsoft, all of those different ones. Um, and they have their own form that you can put onto your website or have your web developer put onto your website. But um, a lot of people don't choose to use those because they're not very pretty in most cases. They're uh, actually pretty ugly and you can't make them at your site. And most people want it to be a little bit different. Um, and they don't have a lot of flexibility also. And so, but there are some other products and services out there that you can utilize. Um, one that I use is Bloom. It's a plugin that's built by Elegant Themes, the same creators of Divi. And I have a link for that on my website. You can check it out under resources. Um, and then the other is um, you could use a service like Lead Pages or Instapage or something like that to just set up an actual opt-in form that then moves people into your email system. I always recommend people to um, like Lead Pages if you don't have a website set up yet, but ultimately you want people to get to your website because again, it's like putting all of your stuff on Facebook or Instagram or something like that. And then never moving people to your website. They can't learn more about you. They can't dive in deeper and, and see the other things that you're providing so that you can nurture the relationship when they're on someone else's website. And I don't care if that's a social media website or if it's a lead pages website or whatever. So it's a great, like get you over the hump solution. But ultimately I really like people to be driven back to your website. So um, you can definitely still use lead pages once you have a website, if you want an easy way to build out, uh, you know, your, your sales funnel page or, um, you know, the opt-in piece of it. However, you want to make sure that ultimately they're coming back to your website so that they can learn more about you and get more invested in you as a, as a product and service provider. Um, and I can link all of this in the show notes, but I just wanted to kind of throw it out there for you as, as an option. So don't, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is if you don't have a website, don't let that 
stop you from starting to grow your list. Um, but what's nice about that is that you could probably get, um, and I'm, I'm no on lead pages, you can do this. I am not, Instapage is one that's new to me. It's a little bit pricier for my audience to dive into. Um, I've heard really great things about it, but I have not tried it because it's not really, uh, the people that I work with aren't really at that level yet. Um, lead pages, I think is about $39 a month, maybe $29, $39. I have to go look it up, but, um, they do give you analytics for the, the people that opt in. So you can compare those to your actual list and make sure that something's not wonky. Like they're going through the form, but they're not getting the emails. Um, because things happen like technology is technology. We just had this happen actually with a client this morning and, um, we had everything set up it should have triggered and worked and it didn't and so we just kind of had to recalibrate things and try it again and then it worked the second time so there are just things of course always testing is great but there are just things that happen um they might do an update and it might throw things off a little bit and your connection might not work as great as you had hoped um <clears throat> so it could be all kinds of things and um so that is the other the other way to track is you can track your website form, you can track your email service provider. And then of course you can actually track um, per email, depending on what service you use, which is one of the reasons I really like ConvertKit. And um, the other one I'm really looking into is Drip. So those are the two I recommend for email. So number two is you can, if you're running ads, whether it's Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, um, or you know even Google ads, is you have access to a bunch of analytics. And sometimes you can go in there and you're like, oh, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Um, and if you have somebody else set those ads up for you, it can be a little bit overwhelming. So you wanna look at like what it's costing you per lead and that's different than cost per click because just because somebody clicks on it does not mean they turn into a lead. And so um, depending on what you know, you're running your ads for, I am of the opinion that your ad should lead to something else in your funnel. And so um, that's an easy way to track. Whereas if you, you know, you can, you can run ads for a bunch of different things and I don't want to make this an ads episode, but if we're just keeping it really simple and you're at, and you're running an ad to people for them to opt in to your freebie, you're going to know if somebody clicks on the link for your freebie, but then never fills out the form that is they will charge you per click depending on so cost per click that's what cpc stands for um versus the cost for lead is an actual lead is measured by someone filling out that form and so you want to look at the leads and the cost per lead and that may differ between facebook's um, analytics and what actually happens. So you just want to measure that. And then anytime you're putting a video out there, it's really great to look at like how many um, seconds your video is watched, what happened after they watched, and just kind of dive in and don't be afraid to look at the, the ad you're running and ask questions of your ads manager, because it's their job to explain to you if you're running an ad, um, what you know, what their strategy was, why they're doing it that way, what you can expect, because if you're spending, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on ads and you don't have any new opt-ins or you don't have anybody purchasing your product, there's a problem and you need to go back and identify what that is. And it could be the ad or it could be your sales funnel or it could be, um, 
your actual landing page that people are going to. Maybe there's something wonky with that. So just taking a look and really analyzing, you know, okay, I'm running these ads. And especially when you're new to advertising, um, I've just seen people invest in a lot of different services. And one of them is ads that people have told them, oh, we're, we're ranking you higher on Google. And I'm like, that's great. But what good does that do you if you aren't capturing an email address because you will never know who those people are and so um i just want to make you aware that that's why i started telling this episode talking about setting up your sales funnel because if you don't have a sales funnel to capture what you're spending on advertising it's a waste of your money and time um and so that that is the second place you can actually track whether or not things are working but again it all comes back to your sales funnel and then number three is you can actually look at your google analytics and even there's a a plugin that i use called monster monster insights on my websites that i build for people and it's a free plugin there's an upgrade you can get but it gives you a lot of information it tells you um how people are interacting with your website. So whether it's desktop or um, a tablet or on their phone, and you're going to, that gives you a ton of information. It's going to tell you which countries are most interested in your website and how long they spend there, um, where most of the people are coming from as far as um, which website. So if you're running Facebook ads and you have a bunch of people coming from Facebook, then you know people are finding out about you from Facebook but are they taking the action you want them to take, which is, are they opting in to your free download or buying your product or whatever it is you're running your ad for? Um, So taking a look at your Google Analytics and just getting familiar with those, I like the Monster Insights um, download and that is for WordPress. So if you don't have a WordPress site, it won't work for you, but that doesn't mean you don't have access to Google Analytics. Um, The dashboard is just friendlier in my opinion in monster insights for people to get a grasp of what's going on but don't let it stop you if you get into the google analytics dashboard because it's full of information and it might just take you a little while to kind of poke around and see what's in there and um, gather some data about what's going on with your website and where people are spending time and the pages they spend time on um, and all of that kind of stuff So those are my three tips, Um, and it's actually four, but number one would be set up your sales funnel for everything you're doing in your business. And then the tips of actually tracking where your marketing investment is going is, you know, are people opting in? Are your ads converting and working? So look at the analytics of your ads, look at the ads of the analytics of your email service provider, your website form, and your opt-in pieces, and then look at your Google analytics. And, One thing I kind of want to throw in here is that uh, I have a client right now that she is wanting to work with an SEO specialist to get some SEO traction. And one thing about SEO that makes it difficult to track is um, unless you're running some kind of ad, you're really not going to (laughs) know if people are coming from your SEO. So it's important to have SEO on your site, but I I hesitate a little bit to recommend SEO companies simply because if it's not an ongoing service where they're creating content and plugging that SEO into your content, you're gonna have a hard time getting traction with it. And so again, 
I want you, if you're going to hire somebody and outsource it to somebody um, to do a piece of marketing in your business, part of the conversation with those people should be, how are you going to report to me what it's working? How, what are the measurements? What are the metrics that I can expect from you on a regular basis? How long does it take to start getting going with um, a service or product or, you know, a service and um, me actually seeing leads or sales from that met, um, from that investment. And because um, sometimes there is a ramp up. I just want you, you guys to be aware of that, especially when you're doing like SEO and organic marketing, um, which is content creation. It's organic as anything free. So um, I just want you guys to be aware of what you, where you're spending your marketing dollars and not just, you know, one of the least one of my least favorite things is the people that are like, hey, buy 10,000 followers on Instagram. And I'm like, why? Because if those 10,000 followers aren't your ideal client, they're never going to buy from you. They're not. It's it's a waste of money is basically what it comes down to. Um, and so I just want you to think about uh, where you're investing your time and money before you do it and have a, a game plan before you go in. Um, and I am all about, you know, try it. You can always test it. And if you want to hire an SEO company, test it, give them three to six months, whatever you want to do, because there is some um, on ramping there and measure where you start and then do increment measurements throughout the process. And if at the end of six months you have, you know, blank number of clients that you have come up with or leads or both, then by all means, keep investing with them. If they can track it back to leads and clients, great. But if they can't, then you have a harder conversation that you need to have with them. So that's what I have for you this week. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you guys being here. I hope it's warmer where you are than it is where I am. Uh, the fall weather should be coming back soon, but today it's chilly. So uh, in the meantime, uh, take care, be well, and I will see you next week. The past year has taught us that marketing and advertising to get new clients has 100% flipped on its head. You may be shrugging your shoulders and wondering, how am I going to get in front of new people now? Everybody's online, it's crowded, and I don't know how to stand out. Well, I have a solution for you. The best way to get in front of your ideal client and the people that you want to sell your product or service to is through email marketing. Email marketing has a 400% return on investment. It's higher than anything else that you can invest in to grow your business. That's crazy as far as marketing. But to get people on your email list, you have to get their email address. And that's almost as protected as a social security number. That's crazy, right? How are you going to get them to hand over their email address? Well, you have to give them something that they want so badly that's going to solve their problem that they will give you their email address in exchange for it. But how in the world do you come up with that? Well, I have a solution for you. I've created a five-day challenge that I'm running in September where each and every day we're going to walk through one piece of creating that download. That free download that you can then put on your website and start growing your email list so that you can continue to market them and move them through your sales funnel and ultimately purchase products and services from you. 
If you've struggled with creating your download because you don't have any idea of what to create, you don't know how to design it, you don't know how much information to put in it, and you don't know how to stand out from your competition, this is the challenge for you. I invite you to come join me in September and get all of the details over at alisaconnor.com forward slash challenge so that you can finally stand out from the noise on social media, start to grow an email list and grow your business and get in front of more of your ideal clients. Sign up today for the free five-day challenge at alisaconnor.com forward slash challenge. I'll see you inside.